And most people, when they think about investing in real estate, they're thinking about the equity side. And part of that historically is that the debt side really wasn't available for most people to invest in. And that's something we're changing. Before we get into today's episode, I want to offer you a free service and a free gift. Yes, a free gift. You're a loyal best ever listener. You deserve free gifts. And it's from our best ever partner, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. So are you a landlord or investor who's self-managing? Well, if you're self-managing, is that the best way to scale your business? And are you fulfilled by self-managing or would you rather be doing other stuff with your time? Like, I don't know, scaling your business, scaling your portfolio, making more money, bringing more rentals, rental income coming in because you're acquiring more properties. If you want to scale, if you're not getting fulfilled by self-managing, then here comes a free service, here comes a free gift. Linda Libatory, you know her, episode 714, I interviewed her about her best ever advice, talked to her about her company, which is the solution to your problem, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. They handle the phone calls, they handle the rent collections, they handle late payment reminders, they handle the lease violation notices, everything from the text messages, reminders, all the way to collecting the ACH payments. Linda's team will help you scale your business, whether you got 500 units or even a handful of units, go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. They're going to give you a free 30-minute goal strategy session. They'll give you free setup and the first 30 days free, mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Again, if you are self-managing and you're not fulfilled by self-managing and you agree that there's a better way to scale your business, scale your investments, then go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Take Linda and her team up on their generous offer of giving you a trial and a strategy session to see if it's right for you. Mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. With us today, Brett Crosby. How you doing, Brett? I'm doing great. Thanks, Joe. Really happy to be here. Yeah, nice to have you on the show. And a little bit about Brett. He is the co-founder and COO of Peer Street, which is a platform for investing in real estate loans. He advises and invests in startups and is an active real estate investor himself. He's previously a director of product marketing at Google. And you can say hi to him at his company website, which is in the show notes page. So with that being said, Brett, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Happy to. Thanks, Joe, and thanks for everyone for listening. So a quick bio on me. I was a co-founder of a company called Urchin Software Corporation. Some of you who are involved in the web fairly early on might remember. It was a web analytics business. We were acquired by Google in 2005 and turned our product into Google Analytics and built that up. And I stayed on at Google for about 10 years, launching and growing products until my co-founder, Brew Johnson, reached out to me. He was a buddy from college and he said, Hey, I've got this great idea. The timing is right. And you're the guy to do this with me. Let's go. And <laughs> after a bit of getting used to the concept, I decided that he was actually right and we should do this together. So I left Google, not an easy thing to do, by the way, and joined Brew to co found this company, Pure Street. And then a two second thing about Pure Street we're a platform for investing in real estate debt. We're 
democratizing an asset class that's existed for a long time that was very hard to invest in, and you had to have a very concentrated position in those investments. And if it worked, great. If it didn't work or there were problems, it was an investment that was a pain in the neck. And so we've taken out as much of the hard work in this asset and just made it much easier to invest. Much smaller positions, $1,000 minimum per investment. You can spread those investments out and we handle any workout situations or any problems. So that's the kind of crux of my background. So basically there's a loan and you crowdfund the loan so that your customers are able to invest into that loan alongside with your company? Yes. Pure Street's effectively a two-sided marketplace. On one side, we have individuals, accredited investors who can go invest directly in loans. On the other side, we source our loans from existing private lenders and the asset that they generate are these short-term loans with the underlying asset being real estate, first position liens on real estate. And the borrowers are typically fix and flippers or buy to rent people that need a short-term bridge loan. So typically these are yield between seven to 12% annualized. They typically last about a year or shorter. And we focus on a more conservative swath of the market. So our max loan to value is 75%, but our average platform wide has been about 65%. Mm-hmm. How do you differentiate from other crowdfunding platforms? The biggest way we differentiate, there are a lot of nuances and a lot of ways to answer that, but the biggest way is our business model. And by the way, in most forms of debt, you can go straight to the borrower in a fairly straightforward way. In this particular asset class, these short-term bridge loans on real estate, and these are often called like hard money loans and stuff like that, but these are having a local presence and understanding your local real estate when you're underwriting the deal is very important. And so... Our approach has always been, instead of going in and trying to compete with these local lenders, let's provide a platform that actually increases their ability to access to capital and technology, and actually empower these local lenders to make smarter decisions and work with them. What that allows us to do, the reason that's an important nuance in the business model, is it allows us to scale, because by tapping into these lenders, each relationship we establish gives us much access to many more loans. And then we can curate those loans and make sure that they're high quality. So we use a tremendous amount of technology and data to then curate the loans and make sure they're pick and choose the highest quality loans and stress test those loans against various scenarios, look at the forecast in the submarket. So we're very micro kind of data within the various submarkets where our lenders are operating. And then we also send someone out to look at the property and then we do a full underwrite ourselves to double check everything. And then we'll actually purchase the loan and put it up for sale for investors. So I've got seven and nine-year-old daughters. They don't really understand investing in loans at this stage. So what I tell them is like, well, forget loans. Just think of it like apples. We buy from farmers by the bushel, which is how they want to sell them. And we sell by the slice to consumers, which is how they want to consume them. And we think about our model that way. Then you're like, oh, yeah, there are marketplaces all over the place. And that makes sense. There are stores. There's all kinds of markets out there. And that's effectively what we've built. You mentioned earlier you stress test the loans against different scenarios. Can you elaborate what a stress test is and what you look for? So first thing that we do is vet the lender and make sure they're high quality, look at their track record, background checks, the whole nine yards on the lender. When we're comfortable with the lender, we'll start looking at their loans. And on a one-off basis, the first thing we do when we get a loan is look at the submarket and the data in the submarket. So what does that look like? What does the submarket look like today? The real estate owned by banks, which way is it trending? Are, are homes selling faster or are they slowing down? Is the market kind of rolling over or is it still growing? And then we look at the forecast, similar data, 
to say, what does the forecast of this region look like for the duration of this loan? And then we stress test the loan. We kind of look for the worst case scenario over the last 20 years. And for the most part, that's 2008, but you have little nuanced pockets within the country that have different worst case scenarios. So like San Francisco, for example, dot-com crash was particularly bad there. Other places are affected more by price of oil and Texas, et cetera. And so looking at the data on a micro level is very important. And then the stress test is a market where to retrace the worst case scenario over the last 20 years again, and you take the duration of the loan and you kind of remap that, what would it look like? And then is your LTB in a position to actually protect you in that kind of worst case scenario? I mentioned earlier that you're also an active real estate investor. So what do you invest in personally? That's a great question. I personally invest in rental properties. So I do things like, oftentimes it'd be houses I've lived in, then I'll rent them out, or I have duplexes and triplexes that I rent out. And then we've got another home in Del Mar that we use for ourselves, but also short-term rent that from time to time. So things like that. And what has been your most profitable or best cash on cash return investment property? And can you just run us through the case study? Yeah, actually, to be honest, my wife has. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, which which one? Which one? Lo- which one looks the prettiest to you? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's about the best I can answer. What I do know is that we have a property in Mission Beach in San Diego, which is a triplex, and that one returns extremely well for us. Also, we have another house that we bought originally. It was our first kind of starter home, a little postage stamp of a beach house in Pacific Beach in San Diego. And it had this big lot. It was actually zoned for two houses. So that one worked out very well because you're only buying the property once when you're buying the first house. So we built the second house in the back and then split the property. Mm. Um, And that one ended up so far very well. We're actually in the process of selling that one to do a 1031 exchange into something else. One of the units there that we built in the back. Are you keeping one and then you section off the other? You built it, you're selling that and 1031-ing that one? Yeah, that one will be a fantastic return if that works, how we think it'll work. And then also we had a house up in Hillsborough that we bought. I think we bought it in 2010. And we kind of rebuilt that house and redid a lot of stuff. That one worked out very, very well for us too. So it's almost like a, our own kind of fix and flip, but we live in it for a while and then sell it. So we've done a decent amount of that as well. You're previously a director of product marketing at Google. What are some things you learned there that you're applying at Peer Street? Wow, a tremendous amount of stuff. But I would say the biggest and most significant thing is how to not just go into an industry and try to just kind of compete with everyone in the industry, but take more of a tech approach. And that's how we kind of came up with a business model for Peer Street. And the concept with Peer Street is that our presence in the ecosystem actually improves all the other participants' businesses. And if you play that forward, it goes beyond just the people who either invest in our platform or the lenders that we work with and help them with more capital and technology, but it actually flows down to the borrower and allows for more capital to the market. So you can actually have more borrowers getting access to capital. And then even non-participants in this model benefit because what the borrowers do with their loans is for this asset class, they're going in and finding crummy properties in a neighborhood and fixing them up and then selling them. And so even if you just live in that neighborhood, 
number one, you can get a nicer house if you were to buy one of their houses. But if you do nothing else, you just sit there, it generally should help improve your community and improve your neighborhood by having kind of the infrastructure revitalized around you and increasing the comps and stuff like that. So not to mention like local jobs that it produces and income for local stores and all of those sorts of benefits. But we just see that the end borrowers and the work that they're doing, especially if they do a number of projects can have a very significant impact. So when we look at our presence in that ecosystem, that's something taking an approach that really does something positive for all the other participants is something that I learned from technology. And we did it back at Urchin and I use that technique a lot at Google as well. Mm -hmm. And that's certainly a lesson that every investor and entrepreneur could take away where if you identify approach that does something positive for all participants, then you're likely on to something. Yeah, that's right. And then it's one thing to make a buck, but if you have a mission behind it and you're actually trying to do something positive that improves society, improves other businesses and other people's lives, it becomes a lot more meaningful and powerful, not just for you as the business owner, but also for your employees and the people that you ask to participate in whatever you're building. And so I think understanding that story and believing in it and developing a business that actually has those types of characteristics I really do believe that's important, having that sort of mission. Brett, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Well, the best advice I ever got was, Brett, you should join me as the founder of this company. <laughs> <laughs> but the other advice I would say is be the bank. It's sort of like the casino never loses. The bank is always the one in the best spot. They're typically in the first position lean and... Obviously, they can have seconds and things like that. But usually in the best and most protected spot. And most people, when they think about investing in real estate, they're thinking about the equity side. And part of that, historically, is that the debt side really wasn't available for most people to invest in. And that's something we're changing. You know, the mortgage-related debt market is one of the largest financial markets in the country, let alone the world. But there's been very little direct access for individual investors to access it. And so that's one of the kind of longer term visions that we're trying to change with Beer Street. We're starting in this very specific asset, but effectively you could take this model and apply it to longer term debt as well. And if you do that, you take a lot of the opacity out of the system and just confusion about what's going on there, which is why guys like Michael Burry have invested in this business. I don't know if you know Michael Burry from the big short he was played by Christian Bale in the movie. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Now that you tell me, give me a movie reference. Yes, I know now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So I think be the bank. And that's basically what we're allowing people to do, that you can invest and sit in the position of, that a bank would typically sit in, in the loan. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Are you an investor who self-manages, talks to your residents, collects checks, and handles all the day-to-day -day tasks? Well, there's a better way, best ever listener, and guess what? That better way is Secure Pay One. Secure Pay One, the landlord helper, will have conversations over the phone with your residents whenever there's an issue, and the residents can pay you directly. So schedule your free trial and 30 minute session today at mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin' Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellin.com forward slash show. 
That's D-W-E-L-L-Y-N-N dot com forward slash show. Best ever book you've read. <laughs> Without having context, this is a hard one. I'm going to say The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. Mm. As I mentioned, I've got young daughters, and every time I read that book, it's so touching to me. I love it. The last interview I did today, because I do multiple interviews one day, was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I don't know. There, there's some sort of theme of kids' books <laughs> today. What's the best ever deal you've done? Best ever deal I've done was I invested in a company called Climate Corporation. And the founder of that business was the corp dev guy who bought Urchin on behalf of Google. He worked at Google. He became a very good friend of mine. About a year after he bought my company, he said, hey, I'm leaving to go start this company. I was like, wait, you just bought me and said, this is a great company to come work for. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) This idea I have to do. And he's like, by the way, you should invest in it. I was like, really? Okay, well, and he explained to me. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but okay, I'll invest. And fortunately, that was a 40x type of investment. So it was very, very positive. Yeah, that's 40x positive. So that's very good. (laughs) On the flip side, what's mistake you've made as a business owner, a real estate investor? On the real estate investment side, the biggest mistake I made is actually not that long ago. I went into escrow in a house and thought we had a pretty good plan for rehabbing a place. And the more I got into it, we had limited access, whatever. And the more I got into it, the more I realized like this needed to be torn down and just, it was a start over kind of thing. And we didn't have that kind of time horizon. We needed to get into something faster than that. So I ended up losing my deposit on that, which was fairly painful, I have to say. What is the best ever way you like to give back? It's a great question because I do believe in this a lot. And I was a political science major and international relations major at USC because I believe in social change and the ability to kind of improve people's lives, et cetera. But what I realized in that process was that going out and camping out on the White House lawn with signs or something like that is like probably the worst way to actually create change. And the best way is actually to go out and create change yourself. And so that's what I've tried to do as an entrepreneur, whether it's stuff I've done before Google or products I've launched at Google or here with Peer Street. I think we have a huge opportunity to improve the American housing infrastructure and improve neighborhoods kind of one house at a time. And so that's how I like to give back, create jobs and do projects that matter for a lot of people. Being the change that you want to see in the world, right? That's right. That's him. How can the best ever listeners get in touch with you or your company? Well, they can go to purestreet.com or they can reach me on Twitter at Brett C or on LinkedIn. It's a great place to reach me as well. Lots of lessons from your overall business model with Pier Street to the lessons you've applied from being a director of product marketing at Google as well as your own startup prior to that where, as we talked about earlier, taking an approach with a business that does something positive for all participants. Then you're on to something. Also, we kind of mentioned this in passing, or you did, but it's a really cool case study where you bought the lot that was zoned for two lots. You split it, built on one, and are selling it, and you're keeping the other, and you're likely going to make a pretty good profit on that. So a lot of different discussion points that we went over, and really grateful for our conversation and our time together today. Hope you have a best ever day, Brett, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Joe, and thanks to all your best ever listeners. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellin, D-W-E-L-L-Y-N-N, 
dot com forward slash show. That's D W E L L Y N N dot com forward slash show.